welcome to the 21 News Podcast. My name is Madison Tromler, and today I am joined with Leo Jennings. He's a longtime political strategist, and we're talking about how, you may have noticed, we're seeing a lot of television ads for the U.S. Senate seat for the Ohio race, lots of TV ads early on, instead of waiting until around the spring. So, Leo, thanks so much for joining us today. How are you? I'm well, and it's my pleasure to be here, Matt. So let's get into it. Um, and this is specifically in the Republican race. We're seeing lots of TV ads here in the Youngstown region. We're seeing a lot of Bernie Marino ads, uh, Mike Gibbons ads as well. And, and there's others, you know, putting ads out in other places, too. It seems to be unprecedented. Why is this happening and how unusual is this election, Leo? Well, this particular campaign is very unusual for a number of reasons, mainly because uh, all of the top tier candidates are very wealthy and have the money to self-fund. And so uh, you have an ad war going on that was basically started by Jane Timken back in the spring. Um, and now you have everyone else who's pouring millions of dollars of their personal wealth into television ads because you have a you basically have a, a an ad war going on, and no one wants to sit on the sidelines uh, while the other while the other candidates are out there speaking to the voters, uh, identifying themselves, defining themselves, and no one wants to be defined by the other candidate. So, and talk a little bit more about that. The idea I know we spoke about the idea of running them early, especially for a candidate that's not as known as the others, why they would want to run their ads so early. Why would this be a better strategy for the candidates? And that's to, to get their name out there, right? Well, part of it is that part of it for someone like Gibbons or Marino, who aren't really known by the voters, is to go ahead and start to talk to people about themselves and what they stand for. But from a strategic standpoint, once one candidate goes on the air, then the other candidates who have the resources are not going to sit on the sidelines. Just a, it would be a strategic mistake if you had the resources not to not to engage in, in what basically has become a, a war uh, on the airwaves. And because all of these candidates have immense personal wealth, um, they're out there and they're going to stay out there because you can't afford to sit on the sidelines if you can be in the battle. Right, so you're expecting a lot more, a lot more ads to come. I don't think it's, I really don't think it's going to stop because I mean Gibbons has said that he's going to spend whatever it takes to make himself a top tier candidate. Benny Marino is spending money. I mean the, one of the goals here along with uh, connecting to the voters and introducing yourself to the voters is all of these candidates are in a mad crush to make themselves the Trumpiest candidate. I mean, that in the in the Republican Party right now, uh, being identified as the candidate who is most aligned with the former president is an absolute must. You have to you have to tie yourself to Trump, and so one way to do that is to talk to the Trump loyalists out there in the public, and you know connect yourself to the to the president. And you know you don't they're willing to spend millions of dollars. And is there a concern at all that some of these candidates, if, you know, seeing that Jane Timken kind of set the standard and said, look, you know, she wants to put her ads out that early and now it seems like they're all going to be going in, 
Is there a concern that they could run out of money or peak too soon? Is that a possible concern? Well, they're not going to run out of money. I mean, no one in this race is going to run out of money. Um, they've all committed to spending millions of dollars of their personal wealth. Um, and as far as peaking too soon, some of these candidates are virtually unknown. And so again, if you have the if you have the power and the firepower to, to go out there and create an identity among the voters, you're going to do it. It would be a, an absolute political malpractice to sit on the sidelines in this atmosphere if you have the ability to compete uh, on the airwaves. And for better or worse, that's where campaigns are conducted now uh, to a large extent. And they're also spending a lot of money on social media. I mean, you know, the Facebook ads uh, are out there. So the combination of television and social media, they'll spend what it takes. Because once an ad, once an ad war like this begins, you can't afford to sit on the sidelines with it there. And it sounds like what maybe used to be, or maybe this election is just more unusual, but did it used to kind of be or in a, an election that isn't like this, where you have so much personal wealth and such a such an unusual election that you know only comes so often usually though is it that the bigger names or the more known candidates will maybe save their money and resources till closer to election season and the lesser known candidates smaller names just want to get their names out there and do you just or do you just feel like in this election though it's different because of the fact that they're mostly all not that known and they all have personal wealth so that's why it's starting so soon versus maybe waiting closer to the election how it normally would go well it's it's unusual for a couple i mean in a normal campaign cycle you know, a candidate announces and you go out and you, and you start your campaign and then you start your fundraising drive you introduce yourself to the voters you introduce yourself to the contributors you show that you're a viable candidate you put, uh, the issues that you believe out there so you can begin to raise money um and normally that wouldn't that that process really wouldn't begin until the year of the election but when you have this situation which is totally unusual where you have this many candidates who have vast personal wealth once the ad war begins no one is going to unilaterally disarm so for those of us who are already tired of seeing Mike Gibbons with his, you know, football uh, analogies or Bernie Marino or any of the other candidates who are talking about how much they love Trump and how much they hate Biden, you're just going to get more of it uh, between now and, and next November. It's, it's not going to stop and it especially won't stop uh, before the Republican primary. Yeah, it's interesting. And, you know, they talk about how usually candidates, I think I heard from another marketing expert that about two weeks before the election, they will kind of start making up their minds. But do you think with the ads running so soon in this specific kind of situation and climate of this election that people might have their decisions already made way earlier than normal? I don't, I don't think that people are making up their mind and I don't know how many people are paying attention and I don't, and, and you know, my personal sense of it is at this point that it doesn't have as much to do with the voters as it has to do with the candidates just unwilling to be defined by or to uh, let the chance go by to define their opponents. I mean, you see a lot of attack ads 
against J.D. Vance because he called President Trump reprehensible back in 2016. So he's under attack. His response is he has to go on the air and spend a million dollars, a couple million dollars defending himself and trying to define himself. So it's, it's really not as much right now about convincing the voters as it is in not uh, creating the sense that you're not competitive or you're not going to stand up and fight. And I think, you know, we're, that's unfortunate for the rest of us that are kind of caught in a crossfire of these ads on the air every 30 seconds because I don't think they're convincing anyone right now. I don't think anyone's really paying attention right now. But there's no one, who, as I said earlier, there's no one who's going to unilaterally disarm in this atmosphere uh, because they're afraid that someone might start to gain traction. Then you have to spend more money to catch up. So as long as the, they have the money, they're going to spend the money. I think the other the other part of it is, though, you have to. They're spending the money to show that they're viable because at some point they will turn to contributors uh, to to help fund the campaign. So you have to move some poll numbers, show that you're viable to be a top tier candidate. In a field like this, people are going to start to fall off the end of the whack. And so no one wants to put themselves in a position uh, by not spending the money they have to, to be regarded as a second tier candidate uh, who, who just isn't going to get any consideration once the voters do start to pay attention. All right, Leo Jennings, thanks so much for being with us today. It was my pleasure. Um, and you know what? Just keep your head down because the ads are going to keep coming at us faster and uh, more furious than ever before.